This is the Business Stuff Podcast. This is where I will share the lessons I've learned from advising thousands of businesses over almost 30 years. Each episode will give you practical insight to allow you to learn from other people's mistakes. I'll be pulling in experts from our team and the world of business, and together we'll make sure your business is giving you what you want. My name is Martin, and this is the Business Stuff Podcast. Hi, it's Martin from the Accelerator team, and I'm here with Jack again. Hi, Jack. How are you doing? That's good. Nice to be back. It's nice to have you back. Um, and this is the Saboteurs Part 2. Yes, after popular demand. I, I believe it was in your top three moments, wasn't it? In uh, I, 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 it was certainly, it, it got a notable mention as a minimum. <laughs> a notable um, mention. <laughs> um, I think it was 51st in my top 52 weekly podcasts. Oh, that's, um, that's all I can hope for, to be honest. No, but the saboteurs, are, it, it's quite an interesting concept because a lot of people don't realise how much they are basically hurting themselves. And that's the idea of the saboteurs, isn't it? Yeah, and it, 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 it's, it's what I've, as I've learned more myself about it, is that it, it really does affect you like, in everyday life. It's not just something that comes out at the worst moments. It comes out even, you know, every day every day you're constantly fighting against your saboteurs that's interesting because of course you think the saboteur is the thing that stops you from taking that big thing that big step Mm -hmm. stops you from taking the new job or the imposter syndrome kicks in but he's saying it's actually just it's a constant battle yeah it's which i'm not sure we touched on last time did we no and hence why we need to do part two it's no it is very much the case that it's it's there in the micro as well as the macro thing so the little things like putting off that little you know that little thing if you're an avoider for example putting on putting putting away those or sorry putting back those little jobs that you don't like doing which over time can have an impact on you so is that where procrastination comes from then yeah very much that's the prime kind of avoider so the saboteur the saboteurs are behind all all evil is that what we're saying yeah basically and it, it is really interesting as i said the more i've learned about it because i'm going through the there's some some training that's provided by the author of the book positive intelligence by Shazad uh, Shamin, who, uh, yeah, is just providing such amazing insight. And one of the other important things, and I don't want to jump too far ahead here, yeah. but like, it's just how this is all grounded in your childhood. And I, for example, can see a lot of my, I can understand my saboteurs based on my upbringing. And, and this isn't to say that like, you've had a bad bad upbringing, but naturally. Yeah, no, it doesn't mean you are mistreated, but, but the, there was an event or an occasion that mm-hmm. made you think something, yeah, which, which this, you've carried into your adulthood. It's developing, so. yeah, it's developing coping mes- mechanisms, which like, are absolutely essential as a child in order for you to essentially survive. And that can either be physical things in terms of like coping with that or mental things in terms of making justifications for, or, kind of excuses for why things have happened to you so you can justify in your own mind as a child that, you know, it, it's absolutely integral to your survival, essentially. I, I, I know you presumably have a plan of what we're going to talk about. Before mm-hmm. before we get in, though, can, can I, you know, what, what, one of the things that I'm a huge advocate of, and it seems like a really unpopular opinion at the moment, is that you've got to take some personal responsibility and have personal accountability or the majority of the things that happen to you. That's not a victim blame, but it sounds like I am. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of people who complain that they don't have something they want, but yeah, will happily spend the weekend watching telly. I watch the telly, I watch the telly, but I'm not also complaining that I didn't get that side hustle, that thing didn't come off. 
there's a lot of people who will happily let themselves off because they use any downtime to do fun things, but also complain that the good the, the rewards aren't coming, mm -hmm. but they're not putting the time in to get the reward. Is, is, is that linked to like like an increase in saboteur type I can name mindset? Three or? saboteurs that are, are linked to that. So you've got no, the judge, which is if you remember the the primary. He's the one saboteur. who sits and decides which of the mm -hmm. team to pull on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's the one that is your the one who's constantly judging yourself or judging others or judging circumstances. So again, in, in that scenario there is that you may be going like, oh, I can't be happy until this certain thing happens. You're looking at other people and going, they don't deserve what they get. Well, they, they got lucky. Mm -hmm. No, no, it wasn't luck. It was hard work, effort, grind. They've exactly. spent five years getting mm -hmm. lucky. The second one, the, the saboteur, one of the kind of uh, apprentices is uh, the avoider. Again, we've kind of touched on that already. That basically that idea that you're happily put off something that's difficult and focus on the easy stuff. So I'd yeah. much rather watch TV than you know watch my favourite show than maybe go go and do something that be a bit more difficult. Go and launch that. No, not, not, not even my favourite show, Jack. I'll watch literally yeah. anything to switch off. Yeah, I'm, I'm not pretending yeah. I'm watching something like a must see episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely love Country Fowl. It's, it's quite hard once you once you know. I always justify to myself that I'm I'm not chasing anything in the weekend, mm -hmm. so I'm all right. Yeah. But, um, but, but go on. There was the third. And one. then the third one is, is the victim. Quite literally, the what you said there in terms of victim blaming. But there's this persona that you kind of wallow in that self pity in terms of look how terrible everything's turned out for me. It's not my fault. How how, how is that different from the from a second ago? You said well they don't deserve that. How is how, how do you distinguish between whether something is someone saying it's not your fault versus it's their fault or they didn't deserve it? So it, again, so the, the judge is very much the one who's judging people, judging everyone, so judging other people. So you immediately, irrationally will just go, well, they don't deserve that. The victim's very much a kind of a, a cry for help in terms of trying to get attention and affection through pointing out all of these things what, that have what, Why do I never catch a break? Yeah. That, that, that's, is that like how that might represent? Oh, well, yeah. well I never get anything, me. So like, yeah. but you didn't, you didn't do it though, you didn't mm -hmm. do the work, yeah. Exactly, and that, that's their kind of, their thought process behind that. Again, probably stemming from childhood, it's very much this idea of, I need to be seen as, I need people to feel sorry for me in order to accept me and to like me. Uh, that's how I can kind of... A lot of medical that. stuff there, isn't it? Is it Munchausen's syndrome or something where you create fake illnesses just to seek medical attention? Yeah. Even? So, so there's a lot of behaviours. It's, it's, and that's another thing about this whole saboteur thing is that one of my biggest bugbears is this idea that you need to read this book in order to be successful and, you know, nine, do these simple, nine habits. Do these and, nine things before 5am. Yeah. Yeah, and then do these seven things or five things in order to have an effective team. Like this is like a common operating system. And this is one of the major kind of, not selling points, but one of the main major ideas of the book is like, this is a, this doesn't replace anything. This doesn't say that those things aren't valid. However, yeah. this, this has so much kind of overlap and crossover across like, n not just work, but like your entire life that it's just so powerful in terms of like, you can, you can suddenly make all of these different connections across work and and, and that's part of I suppose the, the training I'm doing is that when you actually the first thing you're meant to do is identify when you're being sabotaged. You have to catch yourself in the act. 
Because it's interesting you said when you're being sabotaged, but it would be better to say when you're sabotaging yourself. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it is being done to you, mm-hmm. but by you as well. By, that's, yes. that's the weird thing, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And it, that's this the such important thing is, and that's where the first step is essentially. It's like getting into that habit of stop catching yourself in the act when you're about to get. We talk about being hijacked by your saboteurs. Yeah. Is it is it worth them, Jack? Because because. I've kind of hijacked the, the, the plan there. It's quite all right. Did you want to go through the saboteurs really quickly or do you think we can just say to people, watch that one first? We'll, we'll, we'll blast through them very quickly. Right, but they should still also watch Absolutely, for yeah, a proper description of the, the saboteurs. Mm-hmm. Watch episode one or yeah. part one of this. Go on then, give us the, give us the saboteurs. So as I said, you the, you the mentioned main, the judge already, yeah, the main, he's, he's main the main player. The judge. So we've already touched on the avoider, which is the one that focuses, you know, focus on the good stuff rather than doing the difficult stuff. The controller is this need to be, well, as it suggests, to be in control. And when you can't get control of a situation, that's when you start to like lash out and yeah. sabotage, sabotage yourself. Uh, we've got the high achiever. So, so is the controller then, is that the, is that, could that be the thing that makes a kid misbehave in school if they can't read or can't do the work? They think, well, I'll just ask about then. Yeah, so I'm not in control of. Because yeah, I'm not in control of the situation. I'm not in control of. I don't understand what we're trying to do. Therefore, I can't control it. Therefore, I'm gonna rebel or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, the high achiever. So that's why it's all well and good when you're you know doing loads of fantastic stuff and hitting all of your targets and stuff. But when as soon as you miss one, as your value and self worth is intrinsically attached to those achievements. It means that, um, again, sabotaging behaviour happens when when you don't hit those targets. So you're always going, oh, why haven't you done that? You, you I think we've all seen an American sitcom where, like, you know, Bill is employee of the month, 19 year in a row. Mm-hmm. And then the new guy knocks him off his pedestal. Bill goes nuts. And spirals. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. say, hold on, but that's me, that's my spot. That, is that the achiever of play? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And you also have a very short lifespan in terms of when things do go go well. So you do do something great, that'll only last for like a day and you'll be like, all right, what's the next thing? Right, Well, okay. Somebody else who wasn't as, you know, as intrinsically attached to that as a saboteur. They, they were happy doing a yeah, canny job. They'll, they'll, celebrate, they'll yeah. celebrate that win for a lot longer as well. Yeah, they'll be like, right. That was great. Okay. Um, the next one's the hyper-rational. So it's like this intense and exclusive focus on the rational processing of everything. So you try and break things down into like, rational, logical things. Reading like into the far end of everything? Is, is, or is that, that kind of crosses into an, another one of the saboteurs. But I suppose the main difficulty with this is that you'll try and rationalize everything, even people. And people, as much as we like to think we are, we are not rational when we're irrational beings. Well, Jack said that and he must mean it because mm-hmm. he couldn't have misspoke. Yeah. He couldn't have meant something else. He couldn't have been. You couldn't possibly be inferring your own, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Exactly. So it, and again, you come across as very like uncaring and unfeeling and literal. Yeah, Would that come in there. Arrogant, yeah. like yeah. intellectually arrogant as well. Yeah. So it's um, again. We've all met those people. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> no, I'm the one who couldn't understand and rebelled. That's who I. <laughs> the uh, another one's the hyper hyper vigilant. So this is the one that's very again anxious, anxiety led. So you're always looking for something that's going to go wrong in the future. So it's more than just troubleshooting. It's like coming up with stuff. Waiting for it all to fall down. Yeah. yeah. Thinking of every possible way. Wasting time worrying about how it's all going to fall yeah. down when it probably isn't. Exactly. 
Um, that, that sounds like one of the one of the ones that keeps you up at night. Yeah, very much and tied to the to the judge. Yeah, um, the judge is lying there going, "What can we throw in next?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the example they use like in the book is like um, going back to like Primal Man, where you would used to have a village and you'd have someone standing watch, looking into the forest, looking, waiting for the tiger. Obviously, sometimes the tiger will come. And that's obviously why the hypervigilant is such an important part of survival. Yeah. However, there's about 99% of the other time where you kind of, you hear a, a rustle in the bushes. You don't check under the bed every night because <laughs> it's not always a tiger, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah, but there's like a rustle in the trees and your first thought will be, that's a tiger. It's sometimes a squirrel. Exactly. Yes, yeah. So yeah, that's where that comes from. Right, yeah. Uh, the next one's the pleaser. So this is kind of trying to gain acceptance through doing things um, and helping people and trying to be affectionate. Um, and that often leads to resentment because people don't necessarily. I do everything for you, and I get yeah. nothing in return. Exactly. Yeah. So you become resentful as you put, constantly put other people's needs ahead of yours, and they don't necessarily reciprocate. Um, we've got restless, which I think was one of yours. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you're constantly searching for greater excitement, the next big thing, and as a result, yeah. you kind of don't have a huge amount of focus. You'll pick something up, and then see something more shiny and put the, that thing down. That's why I have the window there, because if I saw that squirrel run by it, right, sorry Jack, I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, this is much more important. Just um, like Homer Simpson in that regard, you have my full attention. Yeah, and there's just the monkey with the symbols <laughs> clapping Abs- in your head. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the next one is the stickler, which is the one that you got, has a bit of crossover with the hyper-rational, but that's the one where you're getting down into like perfectionism in order to have, you know, Everything needs to be just so in order for it to be. So you'll never release something because you think, yeah, well, it's probably wrong. So I'll go over it once more, mm-hmm. then twice. More. Again, it's probably it's linked with the hypervigilant. It's probably linked with the controller as well. That enab- enable to like give someone else yeah. that opportunity to do something. You have to take control of it and make sure that it's perfect. But obviously, things can't always be perfect. Perfect's the enemy of good. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The main kind of message of probably a lot of our podcasts. Oh, and, and done. Mm-hmm. Perfection's the enemy of progress and, and just getting something done, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And then the last one, I think we've already touched on this, is the victim. Again, so the emotional and temperamental, being emotional and temperamental as a way of gaining attention and affection, an extreme focus on internal feelings, particularly painful ones. And there's an element of the martyr streak in you. So yeah. I'll do it because it's always me. And mm, d- d- I yeah. suppose I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll no take can. the hit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? What's so we've like recapped? I wobbled on a bit at the start to like mm-hmm. just we've recapped. What? What? What's new? Then what? Why do you think there is a part two here? Mm-hmm. What? Because obviously you've been rolling this out. You've been learning more about it. What? Mm-hmm. What's? What's? It's just interesting to get the science behind it because initially when I got introduced to this myself, I thought, ah, oh, this is a great theory. Somebody's you know come up with this. So you thought idea. it was just a clever way of describing mm-hmm. things rather than it was rather demonstrated actually, through. Yeah, yeah it's not, it, it was more of a just an anecdotal thing. But yeah. actually there's, the science behind it is really very interesting. All right, okay. So just to kind of make a never step back, we've covered the saboteurs and that's obviously the negative side of things. What the aim of the book is and just kind of the whole idea here is moving away from these saboteurs onto what, saboteur behaviours onto what we call our sage behaviours. Right, okay. So sage, sage is basically the exact opposite. It's when you're thinking positively, uh, empowering yourself, um, not judging yourself, um, and basically using all of these positive emotions. Or, to, or, or is, is the sage 
in neutral position within this like spectrum or is it that's the, the exact opposite or, yeah, is, or is this is this mm -hmm. what makes someone gung-ho foolhardy jump in both feet or, or or is it just about having like a balance yes well yeah i'd say it's um well if i take you through what the so we've got the the nine saboteurs plus yeah. the plus the judge so that's 10. there are five sage powers that we talk about so we've got empathize we've got explore we've got innovate we've got navigate and we've got activate right okay so these are all so very some of them positive. sound like things you could have a guess at but do, mm -hmm. is, is it worth covering off a, a little bit exactly yeah. so empathize as you expect putting on putting yourself in someone else's shoes and which is hard for a victim to do straight away yeah you, you can see how they are contrary to what the mm -hmm. behaviors of the so, yeah, the hyper rational people who yeah. again trying to process things in a very logical way are going to struggle to, to to empathize and that's generally one of the hardest things you have to do is first of all have empathy for yourself which sounds a bit counterintuitive because it's like how do you put don't, yourself in someone else's don't beat yourself up though is, yeah is, is, is basically that, is that yeah. yeah so first it's of all you have all that. the things that you you know I used to, you know, 40 years ago, I used to sit with me, granny used to say stuff like this, and think, what are you talking about? But actually, there's a lot of wisdom in these old sayings passed down, isn't there? Yeah. And that's what I think probably puts a lot of people off when they're, they're hearing this. It's like the language behind this is all very kind of wishy-washy, and I just want to kind of reiterate it. Is it sounds kind of clinical, crazy. doesn't it? Yeah. All? yeah. But, um, so yeah, the empathize, the explore is just, again, that ability to kind of take all the emotion out of, out of the subject and go, why do, why do I feel that way? Or why, why does that person feel that way? And it's just kind of that curiosity to start to dig a little bit deeper. So asking a, a few more kind of why questions. So don't just take it on face value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, try and, try and understand deeper, why, get, why get, you feel yeah. a certain way. Um, innovate, again, you can, um, you can obviously imagine what that sort of is. That's kind of building on new ideas and constantly developing them. So using the kind of, one of the exercises they use for, for harnessing your, your innovate sage power is the yes and idea. So you accept, if you're doing a brainstorming activity, somebody comes out of an idea and, and this is another really interesting thing, which I'm going to cover off on a LinkedIn post is um, this 10% rule. So the 10% rule is that when you're having a conversation with someone and you may be in disagreement is that each party is at least 10% right. And, 10 and, the, and the, likewise, the one's at least 10% wrong. So there's no such thing as absolutions. So when we're talking about like using the innovate power is that you need to focus on that 10% that you agree with. So that's where the and comes in. So it's there. So the common ground. Is yeah, trying to find the common yeah. ground to develop new ideas. How does that fit in with the saboteur kind of conversation though, Jack? I it, suppose that's the, that's it, the judge. That's prim primary kind of judge idea. Of like, if we were sat in a brainstorming idea, sorry, brainstorming session, you came up with an idea. If I was in saboteur mode and you said something I didn't agree with, I'd go, what an absolutely stupid idea, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm not even gonna like, I'm not even gonna entertain that idea. Yeah. Whilst if you're using the sage, the mindset there, the innovate sage power is like, okay, that's, I don't totally understand that, but I'm gonna focus on the, one of the, like the, the common ground, the 10% that I agree with, because there always is something, even if it's, tangential to the main point like it may be exploring a wider theme that you want so, to because that sounds like just good common sense if you're trying to like broker an agreement between two parties who are miles away mm -hmm. can we at least put the common ground on the table 
Exactly, yeah. Do we at least all agree A equals one? Mm-hmm. And then we'll worry about what B is, but let's all agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this 10% rule, again, it, it really helps in like conflict management because in the vast majority of cases, both sides has got a point. But everyone... well, 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 again, it takes two to dance mm-hmm. is, is the old saying, isn't it? It's like, well, you can't fall out with someone who's completely amiable and completely... like. Yeah. There has to be a reason why you fell out, but but there's probably also two sides. Yes, and then, but everyone assumes that, right, I've got to play hardball, I've just got to dominate the conversation. I must crush the other person's yeah. yeah. So then <laughs> the defence is... No, in, most, in reality, most people's lives don't depend on the answer to this. Yeah. But you act as if it does, is that... Totally, yeah. And the defences immediately go up and then yeah. you can never broker anything meaningful off, off the back of that Especially once the judge gets involved and throws that lot involved. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, throws <laughs> the victim in there and everyone else, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. Um, the fourth one is navigate. And that's all about kind of coming back to your inner compass. And it's very much... The ability to to take a step back and go right well how does this fit within like my internal values right now how do how do we broker this how do we go forward that i feel like this is authentic to me how is that different from the explore because i suppose the explore side of things is very much the case of um cu- coming from a place of curiosity i think that kind of uh, as, as i thought it through yeah because the explore was about going beyond first mm. impression. Yeah. That's almost like an outside thing, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose like, there's almost, the more information gathered in, from out there. They're almost going in opposite directions. The, yes. The explore is very much going, I don't know the answer, we're going to find out. Whereas the navigate it's, is letting it, it sit within. Yeah, yeah, how do I bring this back in towards me and be authentic? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then the last one is activate. So this is how you can get into a position and a mindset where you feel calm and clear-headed and have that laser focus into making some kind of action. And do, the, and do, do these five sages depend on you then being consciously aware of the saboteurs almost switching them off? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, three, a three-step process how you do this. So first of all, it's the, the recognising and the label of, of the saboteurs and realising when you're getting hijacked. Realising when it happens, yeah. The second one is then boosting what we call your self-command muscles. So at that point going, right, that's a, that's a saboteur going right there. How do I then push this into sage mode? And then thirdly is then, yeah, getting into, actually trying to leverage that and getting into the, the sage mindset rather than the saboteur. We see, we see this quite a lot. I'm going to offer that we see this quite a lot on drunken nights out. I'd like to see how where this is going. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you kick off because you think something happened. Mm-hmm. People, I don't kick off, of course. I don't Obviously really not. drink. But anyway, you see people who kick off, who then 10 minutes later are like best mates with the person they kicked off at and like crying about how they'll never mm-hmm. do it again and they realise it was all their fault. Yeah. Like the saboteur probably nudged them. What was the middle bit again? The self-command. So, so that's like, like calm down, son. Yeah. And then you go into sage mode where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, actually, I realise yeah, it was all me, and sorry, like, yeah, like, yeah. and it's about that. I don't, know if that's, I don't know if I'm quite right, but it feels like that's it. Like, it's, a, that's like an elongated version of it. You're right. Yeah. What we're trying to get to when we're talking about this is like trying to get it as close to instantaneous as well. So you go. Oh, I was just about to get annoyed. Let's mm-hmm. not take a breath. Yeah, we talk about like the saboteur being again that being that survival mode instinct, and that's where it generates from, and it's a good thing. It's like a pain receptor. 
So similarly, having your hand on a hot stove. Yes. It's good to have a. It's good to have that go, so you can go. Oh, hang on, I need to take my hand away. However, when we get hijacked by our saboteurs, it's the equivalent of like having a hand Doesn't on a hot stove that, and yes. keeping it there. Then once it's a charred, black, scabby bit of bone, it's a bit too late. To, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So again, that's, that's which, which is where. So so you, you so you're right in your in your in your to, to pull us on the comparison there. The you know two hours of running around the big market kicking off is is the elongated version of that. We mm-hmm. don't want that to ever happen. We don't yeah. want we don't want someone to nudge you in the back. We don't want you to turn around in a rage at all. You mm-hmm. want it to be captured. Yeah. Yeah. And how how we do that, how we get from that stage is, is essentially a, there's a, a few kind of meditating exercises that you can do around kind of your your touch, like leveraging your other senses and essentially distracting your mind so that you're only focusing on one thing very intently. And then as a result, you can, ab- you can be able to boost your self-command and distract yourself away from the saboteurs. And then that's when you need to engage your so this mindset. So this isn't in the moment, is that this is something you do when you're not under attack from your saboteurs? Well, it's because it's, it's interesting because all of this comes from the idea that you need to boost build your mental muscles, just like so you, you build your physical muscles. You, you said you need to train that muscle. Yeah, for so it means that when you do get to a point where you're hijacked, you can intercept it before it gets too late. Yeah. And so it's, you practice off the pitch, as it were, so mm-hmm. that when you're in real life situor- yeah. scenarios, sorry, you, you, you can rely on that state. Exactly, yeah. And, and in terms of the science behind it is that the saboteurs live on the left-hand side of your brain Again, focusing on the negative emotions, whilst the sage is on the right-hand side of your brain. Again, positive emotions there. And what the these kind of we call them PQ reps, but these these like exercises do is they develop your re, help you redesign your neural pathways that it gets to a point where something happens to you. The reaction is you either veer off to the left and sabotage, or you veer off to the right and engage the sage perspective. And by doing this and practicing it, you are rebuilding those neural pathways so that you're less likely to sabotage yourself, more likely to do something positive. Because again, we probably all know someone who demonstrates the sage path, because we all know someone that just don't seem to get flustered. Mm-hmm. Not Nothing seems to just trigger them to use a, yeah. a modern term. And is that just because they're more comfortable in their self, they're not looking to blame, but they're just... Yeah. And I mean, is, is this all almost like a, con- a complicated orbit, you know, like above the line versus below the line? I, I would say so, yeah. It's just putting a bit more meat on it, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah, one to dismiss psych- it as a different thing. You know, I know it's a different thing, but... but it's, the, it's the psychology behind it, I suppose, um, and, and, and the, chemis- the, the neurochemistry behind it. Um, and it's just, it's just really, really fascinating stuff. Because, yeah, I mean, I definitely know people in my life who, if I said exactly the same thing to them, delivered in the same tone, message, or whatever, not think of individual people per se, but someone go, well, what the hell happened there then? How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Whereas someone else will go, all right, mm-hmm. what happened there then? Yeah. It, it, they're asking the same question, but the, 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 the tone is totally different. And that and the conversation in, goes in a different way. Yeah, it brings me in a really interesting point because one of the things we probably haven't addressed is how do you silence the judge? And the judge will always justify it being there because again, it's that survival instinct. Well, if I don't provide my opinions on of these people or yourself, like how are you meant to get better? How are you meant to do trust? You, do you want to silence the judge or do you want to just realize when the judge is speaking? 
So the reason how we get around this is that we move away from judgment and into discernment, and that may sound like semantics to you. But again, it's very much that point there where it's like, you're still saying the same things, it's the way you're saying it. Yeah. It's the tone that you embrace. Like Which coincidentally is, it, is, is, is what I said there. So in, exactly, in my yeah. exact, both people said, what happened there then? Mm-hmm. But one of them went, well, what happened there then? And yeah. he went, huh, what happened there then? Mm-hmm. And it's really important and I, to- And I didn't know that in advance, but mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's just great. He seems to like. He seems to know what you're talking about. That's just interesting because believe it or not, I have been listening to what you've been saying, <laughs> and I see these behaviours in other people mm-hmm. more easily. Quite whether I do these things, I, I dare say I do, but yeah, quite That's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean the, as I said, like the, the. People may go like, oh, well, discernment isn't that just letting yourself off the hook. But no, you can still hold yourself accountable and be discerning. But it's not like, if you make a mistake, it's not like beating yourself over, beating yourself over the head about it, going like, why did you do that? You're an absolute idiot. You're a complete tosser. Why have you done that? It's more of a, okay, that wasn't great, but we, we know that that's not great. However, push yourself down. Yeah. You didn't if, mean anything by it. Let's, yeah. let's you know, let's get if, back on the horse. And obviously, you need to realise if you keep doing that, then something more serious is going to happen. But all right, but you know. Come on, and it's that's more discernment as opposed to judgment. It's funny because because I, I do think maybe not so much now, but certainly if I look back at let's just say let's just phrase it as management styles mm-hmm. in all of my years and my working life, there are definitely some people who who manage via the saboteurs. I would say maybe I'm getting this the wrong way, but. You certainly look at them and they get like, mm-hmm. oh, well, well, you got that wrong. Not because I didn't train you well, it's because you're stupid. Yeah. It's, you know, that we, we've all seen the managers who blame their team for poor instruction, poor communication, poor. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how well you try as the team member, you're, you're never going to get anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So we see this in management sessions where we're doing team workshops with, with our clients, and mm-hmm. we've probably seen it in the managers we've had. Mm-hmm. without naming names obviously for good reasons but Come on. Um, but also you've also had the one where you kind of go and you go oh shit how do I tell them I'm messed up there and you go oh, they'll be alright and mm-hmm. they're the more sage ones Yeah, they're not judging they're discerning it, 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 so you, you definitely spot these people don't you yeah and it is interesting because a lot of people are kind of have that Stockholm Syndrome with their saboteurs well, well, said, just explain what you mean by that in, in case I'm misinterpreting but so basically they're falling they in love with the use of the saboteurs. Because they're very useful for them. Yeah. Like they'll go, I need that hyperachiever because I need to generally, I need to be able to identify threats as they fall due. Because that's who I am. Yeah. It's my identity. That's who I am. Exactly. Um, I need the judge so I can judge others so I can, you know, provide a, a proper opinion on someone. I need yeah. someone to potentially troubleshoot these people and what they could do to me. Do you, is, is, it, is it fair to say that, Jack, that, that the saboteurs come out I mean, going back, right back to what I said at the start, like, is it the saboteurs that, that, that cause the issues, but are they also the ones that let you off with that lack of personal accountability? I would say so, yeah. Are they the ones who are kind of going, well, yeah, you didn't do that, but you know, it wasn't your fault, and, and it really was mm-hmm. them, and that's why you've got nothing, that's why you didn't get there, that's why you... Yeah, the, the, I think the judge works on, on both sides in the sense of it will absolutely hammer you when you've done something wrong, but then also it will be there to persuade you that that thing that you didn't achieve wasn't important anyway. And it also wasn't your fault. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like you're a loser, mm-hmm. but 
Because yeah, but yeah, actually, it was their fault. You, that's <laughs> why you look you look over you look over and judge someone else and go, well, that's their fault. That's why. Yeah. yeah. If they they hadn't done what they. But did. at the same time, it's telling you that you were the loser for not. Yeah, it's like. Mm-hmm. It beat you up, yeah. but said, it, what, but, but don't worry, I didn't just beat you up, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And Quite I, interesting. And I suppose the other point is that, again, going back to the, what I was saying there in terms of like some people embrace their saboteurs is because they see them as like the reason why they're successful. But that doesn't guarantee happiness whilst the it's stage It's not necessarily a healthy success, is it's that? It's not healthy, yeah, and it's not, it doesn't guarantee happiness because you're always coming from a negative emotion. You're always there judging people, and it's exhausting. Yeah, you might be outwardly successful, but mm-hmm. but at the same miserable. time, you're you're miserable with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, your mental. We talk about kind of your mental fitness is not up to scratch because yeah. you're, you're you're not in a position where it's, you can it's do heavy. It. It's hard work pulling that around, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Whilst the sage perspective can also provide the same level of success, but also bring you like more happiness and you know inner peace as well. I can't, I can't remember, Jack, whether we talked about how, how, how you can help others. I, I presume since you get, you know, you start to develop these skills more, you must be spotting people and, and perhaps calling them out mm-hmm. in others. Yeah, I'm feeling sorry for my wife, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it feels like... Um, you know, having like three. Because you go, huh? Yeah, I know. I know what's going on. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I bet you do. <laughs> I'm basically a psychologist now. But 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 ignoring the, you know, we'll we'll take the marital home out. <laughs> but when you're working with clients on these things, and and you, and you point this out, how well do people take this? It, I presume the judge doesn't give up the reins easily. No, not at all. And conversely, when I've started doing this training, where you need to start develop, doing these PQ reps and you need to start being more conscious and labeling behavior. That's when I found that my saboteurs got stronger because they almost went, hang on a second, he's trying to, he's trying we'll to get rid of down. us. We'll yeah, double so down, yeah, yeah. Like the first maybe week, two weeks in, like my hyper achiever was absolutely hammering me. He was going like, oh, you're doing all of this stuff, you know, but like- You don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it was just like, well, you're doing all this stuff, you know, and focusing on that. But meanwhile, look at your billing. Look at your fees. You're not bringing any money in. You're rubbish. You're useless. And you're just like, hang on. Like first of all, I was just like, oh my god, maybe he's right. And then you go, no, he's just. They're just trying to it's stop the you final from doing. It's the yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't go away. And it's it's. I don't know if you've seen the film Beautiful Mind. Yes. With brilliant, brilliant. John Nash. Yeah, you know Paul Bettany is 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 presumably one of the saboteurs. Mm-hmm. Probably not. But in the dying moments of the film, he's still got these imaginary friends there. Yeah. The you know Paul Bettany and I think it's his niece, and it's like, oh, why why don't you still like play with us? Mm-hmm. And it's he's found a way to cope with these these behavioural things. Yeah. And like the saboteurs today probably don't um, present as an imaginary friend, but they will this, still be shouting in your ear. Oh, they'll never go away. And that's one of the interesting things, like Shazad, the, the author, one of the sessions that we do is that we basically, I think it's two, week two or week three, you like basically do a visualization where you let the saboteur out. And he basically, even though he's been practicing this for 20 odd years, he's like, the judge is still there. Yeah. Like I found a way of controlling it. As soon him, as you lift the lid, yeah. he's just there full of energy, exactly the and same. When he, yeah. And when you let him out, he's just like, there's a lot of like trigger warnings attached to the session. He's just like, you might not like, this may trigger some bad memories for you, but this is me, like, this is what the judge feels like for me. And he's like shouting and screaming and yeah. furious and like full of rage. 
And you're like, he's basically saying like, I have that in my head constantly. I found ways of suppressing it. I found ways of, you know, self-commanding and moving to that sage perspective, but like, it never goes away. They're always going to be there. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Makes me think more about some of the older people in my life because yeah, so, so my granddad on my dad's side never seemed to get particularly wound up or agitated. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was just, obviously I didn't know him when he was young, but I can't imagine he was always that person. No. Certainly not from listening to the stories from my dad and, you know, like you hear this, that passed down stories of, you know, he's already, he's, he's a great granddad, but he wasn't, he wasn't like this 40 years ago when he was raising me kind of thing. And, 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 I, and I wonder if that's just, do you think just as you age, you're more likely to become sage than let your saboteurs run wild? Is there like a calming with age that comes? I think there could be an element of that. Um, what's really interesting is that um, basically how another way of engaging your sage perspective is kind of looking back at your childhood and trying to, I think it's coming back with that, that judgment side in terms of that unconditional self-love for you as a child. But that is basically your quintessential like persona. That is you. That was you as a child before these saboteurs started to like take root and start to change you as a person. But then, but then also, yeah, so, so as, as, you, as you do develop, you'll realize the times when the saboteurs have kicked in and the result didn't work. It was futile. You mm. wasted a lot of energy by letting these guys run around, haven't you? Yeah. And, and, and maybe even just through pattern recognition, you start to realize, oh, I used to be hot-headed. This used to happen or this, mm. oh yeah, I used to withdraw a lot or, and actually realize that you don't get the result. And I wonder yeah. if just through sheer chance and pattern recognition, you realize that yeah, these things don't work. Sheer amount of time, like you will eventually Real, may, may have some self-awareness about things that were triggering you. P possibly. Mm -hmm. I, I would imagine there's also people who just get so ingrained in these mm -hmm. that they're just never going to change, are they? No, there isn't. Yeah. Again, those people that fall in love with it, like, I need my saboteurs, they, yeah. they keep me, they keep me like, sharp, they keep me successful. There's probably a saboteur in there who's kidding you that the other saboteur is good for you. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 Probably the judge in there. The judge is going, ah, let the, yeah, let the overachiever lad. out. He's, he's oh, a good lad. Look at what you've done. That's him. Yeah. That. Oh, he's you want to mind him. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, he, he's yeah, the exactly. one who got you that promotion. Oh, did he? Right. Oh, well, I better get... Mm -hmm. yeah. It's interesting. All right then, Jack. So, so listen, um, we, as you know, we normally try and finish with, you know, like a takeaway on this. Mm -hmm. Obviously, watch part one, absorb part two, have a little think. You mentioned PQ, what is, probably doesn't stand for what it is. It's a bit so like it stands EQ, for, I would imagine. But like, yeah, so positive intelligence. So a couple of things you can actually go on. I, do, to, I, do, I don't know how Q standard ended up meaning it's intelligence, but it does, yeah. I, IQ and stuff so like that. So IQ, yeah. EQ, very yeah. Counter, very counterintuitive. So PQ is? Positive intelligence. So again, focusing on the positive things. Um, Using what, those sage perspectives. Can you give us like a, a 30 second version of what that is? Is that, is this, is this like a five minute meditation or is it a... So there's a, when we're talking about um, preventing hijackings or developing our muscle, like our mental muscles is again, these PQ reps where it, it's like focusing and you can use all of your senses. Like there are ones for like 
touch, like where you focus, like rubbing your fingertips and focusing on that, that sensation. Again, like if you focus on that, then you can clear your mind, develop your self-command muscles. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do any breathing exercises with like yeah, it's, meditative process. It is all about thinking about parts of your body. And, but yeah. it's meant to be very short, sharp, like 10 second exercises right. that you do. Um, so this doesn't take an hour a day it's just it no i mean there's exercises that i do through the training where you can do like a two minute or a, like we do at least three two minute like blocks every day where you take some time out and just focus on building those muscles and preparing yourself for any potential hijackings um or you can do like five five minute ten minutes 15 minutes like exercises but these are like intensive things Right. But in terms of like call to action, I think the first thing is to develop that self-awareness and that's by actually understanding what sabot like a s apprentice accomplice saboteurs like actually are strongest in you. Yeah. So there is actually on the positive intelligence website there is like a I think we talked about this last time, but there yeah, is yeah. like a, a quiz on there. So do the do the test. Realise who's at play. Mm -hmm. And then obviously there's a book, Positive Intelligence, which you can obviously buy, but then there's also a really interesting TED talk. Uh, on it as well, which is obviously free. By the author? By the author, Shazad, yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's also really interesting because he tells a, talks about his story in terms of where his saboteurs came from. So he was a quite very much a neglected child and he developed like the, certainly like a victim saboteur and his judge was incredibly strong, um, which kind of took, like really affected him up until like his mid-twenties when he finally basically got given some very um, honest feedback from people within his like university group. Basically said he was so cold and uncaring and unjudging and judging right. people that it actually really hit him. Finally, and like that, led to that this, was the breakthrough, yeah. And led to this process of like developing this. When you mention that neglected child thing in the saboteurs, mm -hmm. well, yeah, as I said, the all of these saboteurs are developed through childhood. My pleasers developed and. Certainly not anything, not to say that I had a troubled childhood, I always had a very loving childhood, but my pleaser was developed because my sister was very ill, which meant that my parents yeah. spent a lot of time with her, which then my coping mechanism was, well, you need to earn their love. Be better than normal yeah. to, to stand out in some way. Yeah, to be there. Yeah, and that's maybe where the hyperachiever comes right. in as well. But like, I kind of built this weird complexity in my head that it had to be earned. So I had to do stuff to earn them, even though it was completely pointless, but it's what it was necessary for me. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, it is really interesting. And once you, once you kind of understand that, that's how the kind of a litmus test I would say is that you look at what your top saboteurs are and then providing it's not true traumatic, I'm not asking people to yeah, scale yeah, back yeah, traumatic yeah. memories, but you can probably cycle it back to a particular moment or you know, or particular feeling that you've had as a child. One of one one of uh, I don't know if you know, but it's, uh, one, one 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 of my good pals, uh, Morgan Stevenson, has talked about this. He's he's done this in public forums. So I don't think I'm giving anything away. But he talks about how he realised there's a distinct point. I'll not I'll not tell too much of the tale. But he talks about how when he was a kid. I think the story was that he was sitting on the staircase with his brother, and he realised at that, that moment that like that was like a part of what made him be the kind of person he, he is mm -hmm. um, like he's why almost but like came from this 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 moment where he had this realization and he found that by looking back and mm -hmm. 
that it changed the kind of person he was quite fundamentally, you know. Yeah. And they probably all got something like that, haven't we? Because I would say so, yeah. 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 But it's a case of if they are in this saboteur kind of camp, then how do you kind of loosen those bonds? Because yeah. they aren't. I think the one key takeaway is that these aren't healthy things. Well, off, cam- off, off camera, we'll talk about why I've never started writing this book that I've been telling everyone I'm going to write. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah, I kid myself that it's all right just to sit and watch the telly because I'm not chasing anything. Mm-hmm. But as I think about this, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've kind of said we're going to build this property tax course and I probably should write a book. I don't think I've told everyone yet, but I'm going to write a book and they Jack's going to help and get rid of the saboteurs that are well, stopping me. GBT will do it for you. Uh, no, I want to write the book. That's, that's lazy, but uh, but also probably quite useful. <laughs> I'll get it to write most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might I'll, do the, I'll do the introduction. Might them. No, no. Well, I know from a conversation with producer James that um, you can use ChatGBT to basically write something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you haven't got to just tell it to give you the top ten things. You can give it the top ten within the top ten, and mm-hmm. no, you, can, you can basically get it to write stuff. But anyway, no, I'll... I'll, I'll yeah. So the, the book will be coming out next week. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to get on to ChatGPT and, uh, and get on with it. Um, but listen, Jack, as always, it, it's fascinating. I found the saboteurs really interesting last time, which is why I placed them in the top 52. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, that, that's all, all, always interesting. Thank you very much for coming yeah. on and, uh, and, and giving us more. And no doubt there'll be a part three as we... As we meet Sage Jack, who has yeah. nailed all of these. Yes, I'll be there. Cross-legged, namaste. Who is no longer a pleaser, so won't stand in for podcasts last night. <laughs> yeah, tell you to do one. <laughs> yeah, screw you. <laughs> but, but somehow made me think that it's for my own good. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jack. Pleasure as always, as always, appreciate it. I hope you've found part two of Saboteurs of Interest. Um, we'll link to the TED Talk in the comments. Um, and, so Jack, and the Positive Intelligence and, and the, quiz. And, and the quiz, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, part one, we'll link to that as well. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed that.